1: welcome back to the rhythm of life if you have missed part one please go back and listen and do remember to subscribe now we're moving on to part two with roman camp roman are you ready to carry
0: on i'm ready i'm ready i like i like the idea that that I, i'm marginally worried now that someone has left on part one because <laughs> of the chat and uh, uh, now i feel pressurized if they did enjoy it to no, make this one good.
1: This one's gonna be really good. How did you end yeah. up on Capital? You started, you started at the bottom, didn't you? Mm. I remember you said you were doing videos.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I, I, I love making things. Like I, 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 love. It's fun. That that's fun for me. Fun is is you know getting my mates together and thinking what what funny thing can we film? What 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 interesting thing can we do? And uh, you know I I did that and I and I managed to to contact you know email companies when I was younger and, and, um, kind of make, make videos for them or just be a cameraman mm-hmm. that, that would edit stuff for them. And I worked for a company called copper 90 and I had helped out on a, on a few shoots and et cetera, and, and a few videos. And then one day, um, uh, a presenter dropped out and there was a little opportunity for me to go in and, and just talk, talk about football because they knew I knew as much as everyone else there. Um, and I was as obsessed. Um, and and I did it, and, and it kind of just snowballed into people then asking me to. People would see it online, and, and different companies were coming forward and asking me to to present for them. Mm. Stuff that wasn't just football. And then uh, and then one day, um, Capital got involved and asked me to. Um, they had seen videos that I'd done like out and about on the street. Mm-hmm. They'd seen videos where I'd like go up to people in the street and talk to them and, and all that type like of stuff.
1: Like Fox pops.
0: Yeah, and and look, they're awkward to do. Like like as a as a. You know, as anyone okay. will know, if, if you live in London, everyone's got their head down. No one wants to talk to yes. you. So going up to a Londoner and, and saying to them, excuse me, um, you know, can we have a chat? Well, that type of stuff? Takes quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very humbling, though.
1: It is quite humbling. Like Once you yeah. get past your first two no's, you find rejection it doesn't yeah. mean anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and you keep going and, and you, you try and just get a rapport with someone. And, and I think Capital saw that and they were looking for they were looking for someone um, for the breakfast show to go out and about as like a roaming reporter. And um, and, and I did it and, and I got the gig. And, and so I ended up um, doing that like every now and again, just like freelance whenever they wanted me or needed me. Like if it was like Wimbledon or something, I'd be in the queue or something like that. And they'd throw to me for like three minutes. And then it kind of snowballed to, they offered me a show, which was like 1 a.m.,
1: it's six a.m. Really? Yeah,
0: but it was good. You know, you learn there. That's the, that's why they, they put you there because you learn. You make all the mistakes you have to make. Yeah. Get so it you go system. straight
1: from the club to the studio.
0: I'm. Ne- I. Do you know, I've never been a clubber. No. I, I, nah, nah. Stop I, like, it. I've never been. I've, I swear, like, like, I, there, there's one night of the year that I'll go to a nightclub, and that's my birthday, and that's because my mates force me.
1: So what does a night out look like for you?
0: Uh, either just the pub. And then just nice kind of bar vibe, like, nice. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Chatting. I, I like to talk for a living. I, I don't, I, for me, it's not standing in a club, not hearing what people are saying and, and being annoyed about the music choices. Yes. Yeah. You know. So
1: do you get, do you get annoyed with the music choices? Do you have control issues? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. That's an always, that smile look like Always.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but but I think uh, I think you know it. It was great because you know I did I was doing one am to six am and and it really did, you know, you you make all the mistakes and and fair cop to Capital like like they they gave me so much trust yeah. like they were literally like um, yeah cool this does this this does this this does this right see you later bye and and you're like I'm controlling the radio uh, madness How has this happened I I remember when I had my first show mm-hmm. and I remember getting my mum to record it in the car, getting my parents getting in the car at like two o'clock in the morning.
1: And listening in.
0: Uh, and, and listening in at two o'clock in the morning in their pyjamas, just sat in the car outside. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and, and it was great, you know, and, and I quickly kind of went, I guess it just really went fast in terms of, The ideas that I had that that I wanted to do on the show, how I was talking was a little bit different to what they were doing on Capital at the time. It just grew. And and then all of a sudden it got to a point where they wanted me to to take over breakfast. So
1: So how long did you do all the other shows before you took over breakfast?
0: When I first joined Capital, I set myself, I was like, right, within 10 years, by 10 years, I want to be hosting the breakfast show.
1: Yeah. So I was
0: like, so like 33, I I want to be hosting the breakfast show. And, uh, and I did it in three years.
1: Oh, my word.
0: Yeah, so so I, I, I took over it about four years ago. And I've been at Capital for seven.
1: Mm. And, so, and what, what is it about radio that you love so much? I love listening to the radio, but there must be so much pressure as to what you say and how you captivate
0: people. Yes and no. Like, yes and no in the sense of I think it's down to you if you want to apply that pressure. mm you know, the thing I love about the radio is when it's real and, you know, you're not worrying about, oh, gosh, how long am I pausing when I talk? Or if I have to think about something, do I say, oh, what am I talking about? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. like If I make a mistake, do I go, oh, you know, I said the wrong thing, all this type of stuff. Like the more you open up and say, you know, there'll be mornings where I go like, I, I think on a Monday, the other this Monday just gone. I, I I opened the mic and I went, Happy Friday <laughs> and, I went, oh. and I just and I stopped all the like background music and I was like I'm so sorry. I was like I was like that's the worst thing you wanna hear. You know,
1: like you've I lost more, you lost all life on a Monday when you're supposed to make yeah. people feel happy.
0: I was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, like you know, and those those things are funny. Like, you know, those those things are nice. And and you've got you can't hide like yeah. on on radio, and you can't hide when it's when it's live. Mm. And I think that's what I love about it. You know, I, I love that I'm not having to redo, 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 redo. That's that's part of my dad's job. But I don't yeah. know how he does it. Like when he does acting. Like I love. You know, I love it. If I was to do acting, I'd want to do theatre because it's live. You know, like yeah. it, it, it's, it, and it, you get the same buzz. You know, like
1: I love live, yeah.
0: Exactly, like you, you'd get the same buzz because you're in the moment, and and no matter what, once it's done, it's done. There's no retake.
1: I love it. I love capital. Actually, you got me into it. I really. Didn't listen to capital You don't have, have to. Say that. I say shouldn't that. have said that. No, I do. Do you know what? Let me tell you. I wake up every morning at about twenty yeah. past eight, and I know that at twenty five minutes past eight, it's WordNerd. Love, yeah. Word <laughs> <laughs> love Word. Love WordNerd. So I listen to WordNerd. Right. I do the do the competition, and then I fall asleep. I go back to bed. That's it. That's right. like my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. And then you guys, I always play music, and then in the morning it's like, yes, I gotta wake up. I'm awake. That's why I but love it. That's
0: it. it. That's it, you know and and I think that the vibe of the show is you know I used to listen to you know I used to listen to to other stations, and I always used to to really enjoy and feel like i'm I'm you know uber cool living in London listening to this station because it plays this music, but I think when you when you're broadcasting to so many people like capital does mm. you you realize that Everyone just wants to have fun yeah. and, and, and and enjoy themselves. But that's why you know for a living I play silly games yeah. like like games that you would play as a kid. Love that. And and for, but for adults and it's the best thing ever.
1: I love it. I love game night. I that's I love game shows and game night. I'm always organising game nights. Uh, you <laughs> you recently or last year did a beautiful beautiful documentary on mental mm. health about your friend Joe. Do you feel yeah. that it's it's even now more important for younger men, especially to talk about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's something that has always been kind of prevalent, I guess, within my household, like, especially me and my mum, like me and my mum have always spoken about my, yeah. my own mental health because she kind of forced me to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, I'm pleased that she did, but I think, um, you know, when, when I, lo- I lost Joe, obviously to, to, to suicide and, and, It's just it's so like horrendous and and I felt like I was really bored of seeing seeing documentaries about oh you know suicide is a is a problem that happens in men that are 50 and Mm. don't have anything and their wife has left them and all that type of stuff and and. The more you you push into that, you realise it's not the case at all. It's the people that have got everything going for them. Yeah, it's the people that are young. It's kids, you know, as young as thirteen years old. And and I, I felt like I was I was annoyed that there was nothing out there like that. And um, you know, I felt like I had this sheet of paper that was telling everyone what what we know is a lie. Mm. And and I felt like I had to show everyone that. And um, and yeah, so I guess you know what, what I kind of learned in in that documentary that you're talking about in terms of why it's so important is I learned that the documentary I was making wasn't necessarily about um, about suicide; it was about friendship.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I guess the message that I kind of wanted to push was for the person that's suffering, it's the hardest thing ever to talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and you don't want to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: So the people that I would say need to talk are the people that aren't suffering. Right. they're the ones that they you have to step up and be that person to open the conversation with your friends yeah <clears throat> you know because if you're not if, if you're not and, and you're looking like you're trying to to be there and try and be in an understanding and validating way to someone then they're more likely to open up yeah and you know i, I think that it's that's why the the two okay rule that came out of the, the documentary whereby you know I, I met a group of young lads who lost their friend and they said. know now on we 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 ask each other twice if if we're okay yeah and and that's just to to make sure we get the real answer out of out of each other and you know that that's that's amazing because you're taking the onus away from the person that is suffering to talk
1: yeah do you think it's 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 tough for for guys to actually have open and honest conversation because a lot of the time you see boys hanging around and and you ask what did you talk about they go nothing and you just hang around playing video games drinking but talking about nothing
0: yeah. yeah yeah i mean don't get me wrong that will always be the case it will <laughs> like, always be the case but change. but i guess it's 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 you know it's 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 taking that pressure off in terms of like you know you don't have to talk all the time yeah. it, it's just it's as simple as asking twice you're right yeah yeah but you're really all right yeah. yeah do you know what i mean and then you've done it and then once you've had that chat and you've made sure you don't have to sit there and like go deep the whole time, you know, like, uh, you know, whilst I've been, I've been doing loads of mental health talks and I've actually have to say to them, I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry. I am quite fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't just sit around and talk about, you know, depression and yeah. things like that. Like, you know, you're allowed to have fun. It, it's, it, you know, and, and life should be like that. It, it's just every now and again, just, just make sure you check in. And, um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's part of, part of male's, you know men's brains mm. i think you know that we don't do that mm. and i think the, the interesting thing is that we're more likely to open up to to, to friends than family or, or a partner yeah. you know men men still unfortunately um are so there's this like toxic masculinity in the, in the sense of um men feel like if they open up to their partner they are showing a weakness yeah. in the relationship
1: the vulnerability side
0: yeah and I, and I always think you know in relationships there should never be like a power struggle mm. like in terms of like an emotional power struggle like you know and and it should be something that is always shared and and i've been lucky you know with my with my parents my parents always show that with each other mm-hmm. you know my my, my dad's I've, I've grown up seeing my dad cry over things quite a yeah. lot you know like over, over loads of different stuff and, um, and and likewise with my mum, yeah. and, and they're both there for each other, you know. So I've been lucky that I don't have that viewpoint, but certainly I've had a lot of, like, girlfriends and boyfriends saying, look, my partner is is struggling, he won't open up to me, what do I do? And I always say, chat to their friends to, to speak to them, because guys are way more likely to, to open up to their pals because they see them as level.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask do you feel in your opinion it's the same in teenagers because i think the younger you are the the more awkward it is to actually talk about it even though there's there's so many things out there and so many places yeah. to find help it's so awkward to just come out and say i'm really really struggling
0: yeah well to be honest i think that look to a majority of a room if you said what's the most traumatic time of your life a lot of people will say school mm a lot of people will say that like the pressures are unbelievable there's social cues that you're learning at the same time you've got hormones going through your body that you have no idea what is going on there's moments when you're a child that you like you want the whole world to swallow you up and and, you know and you've got pressures from a teacher to hand in homework like traumatic things that that are going on and 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 what what i kind of realized and what i was convinced of was um after the age of 16 I, I think you make a conscious decision I think this is girls and boys you make a conscious decision of how much you're going to open up to someone mm. I think after that age no matter how open you are there's always something that you're not telling someone yeah you become a professional at wearing your own mask yeah you know and and I think that that's why there's, there's three kind of sides to it and, and, and there's there's prevention intervention and postvention and with postvention it's all about you know making sure that the um the schools and places like that have because things like suicide they affect 180 people around one suicide that's massive like do you know what i mean like that's like a huge butterfly effect in terms of like it will affect 180 people around that one and you know you've got to make sure that there's 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 counselors in place there's psychotherapists in place those types of things to, to bubble wrap around those people to talk to them how are you finding what's been happening you know and then there's intervention which is as simple as a, a two okay rule yeah. you know you know because those people if if you're talking about intervention you're already in the fight yeah you know you're already you're already in it and and, and that and that goes for myself um you know for you like like for anyone like that is over the age of sixteen in my opinion where you deal with intervention and then the prevention is is the bit that gets me excited which is in schools, you know, teaching kids from the age of seven, you know, that, that depression is a is a normal thing and, and anxiety is a normal thing that everyone goes through in their mm. life. And, and and why it's important to to look for signs of things in people, ask them how they really are and and express your emotions. So so I think getting it into schools as young as seven and you know, even five, like genuinely like you know, teaching kids to show their emotions using emojis it is yeah. good uh, and and there's a lot of great studies being done so I think I think um, you know I mean, it's a very long winded way to answer your question but no
1: it's it's a beautiful way it's really really beautiful um, do you ever check in on yourself
0: uh, yeah yeah I think enough mm-hmm. but you know I have moments mm-hmm. I, I have up and down days like I, I have up and down months weeks whatever like but it, it's about you know, what are you doing to kind of help you through those, those, those moments? You know, do you need a break in work? Do you need to be kind of doing something yeah. to get your mind away from it? Or is it as, as, as simple as, you know, on those couple of days, just have a few long conversations with my mom? Is it speak to a therapist, whatever, yeah. you know, I think, I think it, it's so important to, to obviously check in with yourself, but I, I kind of, I know sometimes that I, I respect it even more so if, if one of my friends comes forward and says, Ro, you've been really quiet. Like, are you all right? Yeah. You know, and because and, sometimes you can be blind to it. You know, you can be blind to it, especially if you live in London yeah. or you're working in a major city because it's horrible. You're on a treadmill, like basically, yeah. constantly. It's really, really You know, pleasant. next thing, next thing, next thing. The only other question people ever ask me is, what's next for you? And it's yeah. like... I'm only just doing now.
1: I shall not ask you that in the next two minutes. I promise.
0: <laughs> no, no. But do you know what I mean? It's not a bad question. It's just like I always find it fascinating because it's like I don't know. Like you know, like You're like happy. you know. I I just yeah. I'm happy. I'm I'm like what's now is is great. Yeah. And um, you know, and and that's what you just got to focus on. You know, it's nothing to do with. How much money am I going to earn later on in life? How am I going to get the the partner that I want? Am I going to be able to do this in my career? Like, no, it's, everything will fall into yeah. place.
1: Yeah, you you do seem very focused to me. Um, where do you think you get that type of mentality from? Away from it being from your parents. Where do you think that comes from?
0: Um, I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I think I think it's just a, an honesty mm-hmm. thing. You know, like, I, I think it's less so that I'm I'm super focused. Because I'll tell you now, like, I am very disorganized. <laughs> I am constantly, I am constantly late.
1: You were early I, today. You were like one minute early. I
0: know. I know. But that's why, yeah, because you got me in the morning. <laughs> in the morning, I'm good. But I am, like, everything. I'm constantly late. I am rubbish with my diary. I'm, like, I'm rubbish on my phone. All that type mm-hmm. of stuff. I think I think the, the people always go. Oh, you seem you seem focused on you know on, on what what you want to do with your career. It's not. It's just i just yeah. just honest. Like you know, uh, uh, if if someone asked me, what do you want to do? Um, I want to, I want to be the, the the biggest presenter in the world. Yeah. If 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 I didn't want to be that, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. you aiming
1: for the <laughs> You know, if
0: I said to you, what what do you want to be? You want to be the most famous dancer on the planet.
1: <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm joking. Like, yeah. Like,
0: but like when you're a kid you know or whenever like that that's what you wanted to be mm. and and if if you're not reaching that high what are you reaching yeah. for a football team a football team doesn't say you know all my analogies by the way are always football based that's fine. Uh, you know a manager a manager doesn't go in and say and say you know lads where do you see where do you see your career going they don't go mid table
1: yeah
0: they go, they want to win yeah
1: would you say that you're competitive you know? not with others but with yourself
0: with myself uh yeah, but again, I'm realistic.
1: What does that mean?
0: Um, I'm realistic, and I, I, sometimes I know my levels. I know when I'm being lazy. Okay. I know when I'm being lazy. Um, for sure. I I, I choose I choose happiness over competition <laughs> every day. Every day, you know. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, happiness is a yeah, choice. it Do is. you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, and and I think that that's um, that's uh, I I think it's all i'm always one of those people that like you know I, I spent years you know playing video games with my dad like when i was younger and knowing full well that he was letting me win and he was only doing it because you know he wanted to see me happy oh. and and that's nice you know so so it all depends like if someone comes in and it depends on how fun you can make the scenario
1: I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to try formulated formulate it really nicely. Knowing all you know and what you've been through and how you're living your life now, how would you describe the rhythm of your life? I love those questions where you go quiet and I'm like, "Bams, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest one is, is always... Um, the one that, it always sticks out in my head and I love it because I was always so confused because I used to get upset when I was younger. If, if anything used to happen to me that was nice, I used to get upset when people said I was lucky. Mm. Um, and, and I used to, that used to really annoy me. Does it burn? Yeah. Like,
1: it burns on the side of my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like it it, uh, it used to annoy me when someone go, oh, you're so lucky that you're doing this and, all, and you know, you've got this going on in your life. And, I didn't used to understand it because I used to think, you know, most people would, would say that to me because they would think you're lucky because, Oh, you've got famous parents and that's why you're doing what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? And, and my mom always, always pushed to me and used to say, you know, luck, luck is, is when preparation meets opportunity. And, and when those two things collide, that, that is what luck is, you know, like it, if, if I if I hadn't, you know, some people say to me, God, it's so lucky that Capital saw your videos when you were, when you were younger and, and, and then they brought you in and all that type of stuff. And I go, yeah, but how you've got to view that is I put in the work to, to, be- to I prepared myself. Yeah. I prepared myself. I went away. I did the work. I, I, I learned how to edit. I learned how to do it. I, I went out. I did the vox pops, all those types of things. And then when the opportunity came, you know, when I was presented with an opportunity to, to, to show what I'd prepared with, that's what happened, you know? So, so I guess, I guess that's the main one. And I, and I always love that, you know, I love that, that luck is when operate, preparation meets opportunity. And, uh, I think, I think that I've always, I've always done that. You know, I've always, I've always, you know, kind of said to myself and and had to check with myself and go, you've earned this, you know, you've done it well done.
1: I, I love that. I love that so much. I think sometimes people don't see the work behind that you put in. They don't mm. know the, the whole story.
0: But I don't need validation from them. That, you know, like, like, that's the nicest thing. You know, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I, look, it's, again, like, it's so understandable. If, 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 you know, one of the Beckham kids turns up and is playing for a football team, you know, like a pro team, my natural instinct would be... <laughs> oh his dad's got him in that yeah do you know what I mean but uh, that's terrible because you know I don't know probably he's worked really hard and all those types of things and and he's got to where he is it's just natural to think that and and that's why I never ever it doesn't annoy me now like it doesn't ever annoy me if someone goes oh is it because your dad no you know I'll tell them the honest answer it's just but but I completely understand the question yeah
1: no it's beautiful and lastly what are the things that you are most grateful for
0: things i'm most grateful for um my my childhood i mean uh, like i am the most privileged kid you have ever imagined i went to beautiful private schools i have parents that are that adore me and i know they do yeah uh, and and they call me non-stop they tell me how great everything i do is um they're there for me constantly and and they sent me to to the best schools and gave me the best holidays and i got anything i ever wanted for my birthday or christmas and um that just you know i'm so i'm i'm so unbelievably grateful to them for that and uh and that's why you know that's why the the main thing when it's like you know you have to do them proud it's nothing to do with you know the fame thing and 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 their name it's just you know i want i want to show you that that you 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 raised someone okay yeah yes
1: oh amazing thank you so much Robin it's been absolutely lovely getting to talk to you actually yeah it's nice to talk. it's really nice yeah. thank you so much yeah it's nice
0: instant glam.
1: Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold Up!